All right, we are back. It's a two TV sports Satosh and Jerry podcast. Today, Friday, May 20th, we're here to break down the NBA playoffs, the Celtics, Jerry's team, looking good. The Warriors, my team, also looking good. Jerry, we might match you up with each other in the finals. We'll see about that. But uh, Jerry, I'm pumped to, pumped to talk a little NBA playoffs with you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It wasn't looking good when we were down a 3-2, lost game five. We didn't lose game five at home. We blew game five at home. So we I would argue we won six out of seven games of that series. I know you as a Bucks fan will argue that it would have been different with Middleton, but I think the Celtics were clearly the better team. So happy we came out on top. And it is funny that you're saying we with the Warriors going to meet in the finals. I definitely agree. I'm going to talk Celtics, some PGA. Um, if you let me rant here for a little bit on the Cs against the Heat, this game one loss, not a big deal. I expected us to lose after going seven games with the Bucs. It's on 48 hours rest. I mean, quick turnaround on the road. No Big Al, no Marcus Smart. No big deal. Celtics and six. We came out best franchise half in a playoffs in game two. When we're healthy, everything's firing. The heat does, do not worry me at all. A fraudulent one seed. Bring it on. I'll see you in the finals. Yeah, I mean, I don't think the Heat are fraudulent, and I think they showed that game one. Uh, when the Celtics are making their threes, I think you guys shot over 50% from three in game two. Um, like, if you guys are making threes like that, you're just not going to lose because defensively, uh, you guys have some dogs on defense. I'm incredibly impressed with the way that Tatum uh, defends Brown. I think Horford, obviously, is a very smart defender. Smart yep. is... He flops a lot, but he's going to make your, your He does, your but night. it's impactful. He's going to make your night miserable. Same with Grant Williams. Um, but but I, the one thing I'll push back a little bit on the Celtics is when they're not making their threes, it's a completely different team. So we'll see. Yeah. I mean, if, if the Celtics are making their threes like they did in game two, they're going to win the finals. If they're it's, shooting like they did in game one, they're probably not going to win the finals. So, I mean, it's all keyed off of defensive and, and ball movement. When they're not moving the ball and it's sticking, they're not hitting their threes because they're getting, not getting open shots. And it all starts on the defensive side of the ball. We saw that on game one. They played good defense in the first half. They were moving it, scoring with ease. You know, Miami wasn't a problem. Second half, got a little tired. The legs were a little tired. Defense didn't turn into transition offense, harder buckets, and they kind of collapsed on themselves. So, I mean, it, it really is all keyed off on on the defense, and having Smart back is huge. Yeah. Um, smart, I think, it, defensively is obviously great. Offensively, I think, it, it, it leaves some to be desired. Like, it, when, when you guys have Pritchard out there, obviously he's a sieve on defense. But offensively, I like your guys' offense a little bit more when he's out there. Um, yep. That's my that's my concern with the Celtics is that the guard play like yeah uh, Smart is a, is overall a, a good defender and all right offensive player but um I I don't know if there's a team out there that's really gonna really gonna test you guys I think the Bucks with Middleton could have but yeah um but it's just the guard play on this team's not great but if Tatum it, Tatum's gotten hot from three. Um, but that's okay. You don't need the scoring to necessarily come from that guard spot because you're going to have at the same time. They show they'll play Rob Williams and Al Horford at the same time. You have Jalen and Jason, or a huge team, and then you know you can switch out Pritchard or Smart. Obviously, Smart starts, but you know you can sub in Pritchard if you're behind and need a little bit more offense. Yeah, uh, 
the Rob Williams thing, I mean, he he's borderline not playable, I think. What? <laughs> like, no, the exact opposite. You have to play him. He's a defensive monster, a rim runner. I mean, he's everything dude, that we need, having him back is huge. I completely disagree he, with that. I mean, he only played 20 minutes in game two. I think you guys are much better when it's five out, when you have, when you have more room for, for Tatum and Brown to drive. Like, when, when Williams is in, yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a good player, but who's ever, the other, who's ever guarding him is just basically going to be playing help D. Sure, he might get a few lob dunks, but um, I think game two changed when you guys put in Grant Williams. Grant Williams plus 37, making, making shots. Robert Williams plus 13. I think I think that helped against the Bucks as well as limiting Robert Williams minutes uh, going five out because when you have five out like, yeah and you're and you want to play help defense you're gonna you're gonna help off shooters and if Grant Williams if Brown Tatum Horford are making their threes and it's five out then it's either them making threes or Tatum getting to the getting to the rim so yeah. I, well, I'm, I'm going to get another point real quick before we move over to, to the Dub series. Jalen Brown has been consistently getting like 23, 24, 25 points. And it's like he kind of gets like 10 or 11 in the first and then the rest in garbage time in the fourth. And it's like I need more from him consistently quarter to quarter. I can't have this like disappearing Jalen Brown act. If you're supposed to be the number two guy on this team, like we can't be consistently deferring to Tatum. Like obviously, yes, Tatum's your lead guy. Put the team on your back. But like you got to help him out occasionally like you can't just be like locked in and tuned out like every other quarter yeah definitely i mean that's right there is probably my is my concern it's like it's just you have brown who's not a great offensive player handling the ball a lot you have smart who's also not a great offense player zero turnovers last night eight assists yeah uh historically you have you have horford who is not so the offense is my concern. I just don't know if there's another team that's going to really test that. Like, I would have liked to see this team against a healthy Bucks team. I think Middleton being out like, just really hurt the Bucks a lot. I was honestly surprised that that series even went seven. I think you guys probably should have won that one in, like, five or six. I mean, we um, won six games last series. Of course we should have won in five or six. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I, like, I'll, obviously Middleton being healthy makes it a lot harder, but I still think the C's pull it out. We yeah, have I mean, it, at the end of the day, he wasn't healthy, so it doesn't really matter. But yeah. I think, uh, I think that that it would have been interesting to see. Um, yeah. I'm not like writing the Heat off, though. I mean, the Heat had some dogs, so I think uh, if he plays more, if uh, if they limit some of these bench players that played a, a yeah. decent amount, like Dwayne Dedman needs to not play anymore. Um, yeah, for real, I could see. I, uh, I, this weekend, it's game three, Saturday night, prime time. And uh, I can see the Celtics winning that one, defending home court, going up 3-1, losing game five to be 3-2, and then, you know, taking game six at home. So you think they're going to win both? You think they're going to win both at home? I think after the letdown of game five, where they had the chance to win at home, yeah. I think Miami, their role players are going to play, do play better at home. And so for them to split on the road, I'm, I'm pretty good with. Yeah, I mean, I think the Celtics should win both at home. If I had to yeah. say, I'd probably pick that, but it also would not shock me at all. The Heat win one of these two in Boston, and if they win one of these two in Boston, I mean... It's uh, on. It's yeah, on. It, 
it's on. So it, well, I'll tell you what. I hate the Heat, and I'm happy this rivalry is back, and I look forward to kicking their ass in this series. It's about time we get one yeah. back on them for the bubble. So yeah, no, you guys should you guys should be able to handle them. I mean, they just other than Butler's playing well right now, but it's yeah. like you know they, they're studying Gabe they, and Max. The Heat are going to need more from them. I know we've been talking yeah. about the Celtics angle, but dude, Bam's disappearing. I, I love it, you know, watching it uh, against him. But yeah, I mean, six, you need more from your big man. Six points in game in game two is not going to cut it. They need at least like four boards, six points. Yeah, he should be averaging yeah. a double double easily every night. And the fact that he's not yeah. should scare the Heat. And and they need his passing because they don't yeah. really have a point guard. Uh, Kyle Lowry also being out is pretty pretty huge for them. I think like. Yep. They really need his play at guard. They need his scoring badly um, and his passing. So I don't I, have you heard anything about him? No, I was actually I, I don't I have no idea what his status update's supposed to be for games three or four for that matter the remainder of the series. But yeah, you wanna switch to another potential injury. I know we're gonna get to the, the Western Conference here, but uh, we never talked about the Suns epic collapse. Uh yeah. whether CP I don't I don't know about this whole he's injured thing. He's always banged up. So yeah, it's was... yeah. every year of my life, same thing. Every yeah. single year. It's at this time, late May, early June, you get a uh, you get an epic CP collapse. That's just that's just what happens. <laughs> so I mean thirty seven points it, and a half, that's tough. It dude, it, it literally happens every year and it's the same thing. It's always like right when you think that he's not gonna collapse, and then he just always collapses. Like look at last year, they're up two oh against the Bucks and and uh lose four in a row. Epic C B collapse this year Did you again. See Everyone's he's like, the only player in NBA history to lose a C- a playoff series after being up two oh five times. I think the next closest couple players were have done it like three times. He very clearly approaches them. It's hilarious. Um, it, it's it's so funny, and it's like I, I dude. And he goes CP credit. He goes, oh, we're running it back next year. It's like, all right, sick league. Like, look out. Like, CP's back at thirty. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, literally. Like, I, I give CP credit because he, when he's playing well, he's uh, probably one of the best point guards I've seen. But the problem is that he runs out of gas. He and then when he's out of gas, he doesn't know how to impact the game. Like, it's like, dude, like, you can't be shooting eight shots in game seven if you're the best player on your team. That just can't happen. Like, we need more from you. Like, that just, it just can't happen. Uh, so, I mean, I'm happy as a Warriors fan that we get to play the Mavs instead of the Suns, I think. I was a little bit more afraid of the Suns. Um, yeah. Well, they should have a more well-rounded team and not as ball-dominant one guy being Luka on that team. Yeah. And I feel pretty... Like the Mavs, the Mavs are going to give us a good battle for sure, um, and I'm not writing them off in Game Two at all, because um, if they're another one of these teams that does the whole five out, and if they're making threes, it's just yeah. really hard to stop. Great, especially against a team like the Warriors, where we have Curry and Poole and Wiggins who are going to be attacking the rim, yeah. and instead of you know last round we had to go against Jaron Jackson and Stephen Adams who are two big dudes who can protect the rim and this series it's Dwight Powell and Maxi Kleba and Davis Barton. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're just going to consistently be able to get to the rim pretty well. Um, And that's also going to lead to open threes. And I just, I don't think the Mavs are going to be able to 
create as many good looks. No, um, in no the interior. I agree with you. The Warriors should take it. I, I said at the end of last season, I don't know if you remember this take that I had, but I was saying the healthy dubs team next year is going to make the finals. And like, that's happening. And it's like, I didn't see anybody in the West being able to stop them. And so far, so good. The real question yeah. is whoever comes out of the East, I think it will be the Celtics. Historically, the last like, couple seasons during the regular season, uh, the Celtics have matched up pretty well. I mean, I don't think there is an answer to Steph. That's going to be tough. I think, you know, the X factor in that series then becomes, you know, how well Jordan Poole plays off the bench. Yeah, I, we'll see. I mean, that's, well, that's a, we'll see. Are we'll you see confident in Jordan Poole? I mean, even if it's not the Celtics, even if it's the Heat, it'll be Warriors and somebody. So I, I mean, I'd much rather play the Heat than the Celtics. Yeah, um, of course. I mean, we'll see. We'll see if that matchup even happens. I think the the thing about the Warriors that worries me a little bit is that, um, is with Curry and Clay going against some of these really athletic teams, it, it's it's a little bit harder for them because they're going to get hounded. They're going to get hacked. They're not going to get fouls called. It's playoffs, and uh, and they're going to have to shoot harder shots than they've been attempting. So I'm I'm definitely would be worried about the Celtics. I think if the Warriors match the Celtics, I would probably think the Celtics should win. But also, uh, uh, I, I I've been a little bit lower on the Warriors than most. I, what surprised me most about the Warriors a is Wiggins. Like it, it's just in if you're shooting eight for seventeen in the regular season, and and also grabbing a bunch of rebounds and and locking up the other team's best player, yeah, like he's been better. That's that's very valuable, and I thought he might just disappear. Like I thought it might be the Andrew Wiggins, like Dude, no, he's like a worse. Playoffs. He's like a worse Iguodala on this team. It's kind of a perfect fit. Yeah, but he's he's yeah he's better on. He's a better shooter than Iguodala ever was. Like Wiggins taking yeah, threes. Yeah, yeah. It, it's not it, scary it, was, you. it was so it was so weird because um, he shot. Like, I'm trying to find out what it exactly it was, but like in. For example, in February, he shot 41% from the free throw line. 41%. And he shot, in that same month, he shot 36% from three. He's at 39.9% from three this year. Uh, yeah. Game one against the Mavs, he's three of eight. So, like, he's, he's been making those. And I thought in the playoffs that there was no way he would be making threes. Um, so, he's been a huge surprise for me. And... Uh, the other surprise is the ability to play Looney and Draymond together. Cause I thought on offense, if those two guys were playing together, it would kind of just be like, you, there'd be no spacing. It would yeah, be yeah. impossible to score, but those guys are very smart and they're good screeners and passers. So yeah. the offense has been much better with those two guys on the court than I thought it would be. And then when you have Draymond and Looney on defense, two of the best big defenders in the NBA, yeah. like, it's hard to score against those guys. Um, so if they can find a way to keep Looney and Draymond on the court together, keep the offense good enough, plus uh, plus get some stuff from Poole, I think they have a shot in the finals, but I'd probably favor the Celtics. I'd probably go Celtics, Warriors, Mavs, Heat, if I had to rank the, if I had to rank the teams. Well, no, so I would, I would flip-flop just on Heat, Mavs, just because I think the Heat have a better chance to get to the finals than the Mavs do. So yeah, I'm maybe, but I think into... I'm not writing off the Mavs in the series. I think the Mavs in the series just because he's so good, and then we'll see how many 
games, you know, Brunson and Bullock and Finney Smith and Kleba and Dinwiddie, like those guys are making shots. They, it's going to be hard to beat them. It would not surprise me if it was dubs in five though. It would not surprise me. Yeah. It wouldn't shock me. I'd probably go, I'd said dubs and six to start. I'd probably say dubs and six. I'd probably think Dallas is going to win. Yeah. Two well, of the, the way next four. The way, yeah. That's what I'm saying though. I think the dubs take it game two at home tonight. And I think, you know, you split in Dallas, you're up 3-1, then you close out game five at home. That's that's my series foresight. That I, That's why I'm going fives to six. It's going to take a lot yeah. for the Mavs to go back into Golden State with a closeout opportunity, play that much. Yeah. What's been what's been your, like, biggest surprise of the playoffs so far? Uh, so far, um, probably... Two things on the East. I've been watching a, a lot more East than, than West with more detail. Uh, how Giannis was both able to include his teammates and flip the switch and know when to dominate a game. That was really impressive and showed, like, he is a seasoned vet, like, top of the top of the league, like, vying for best player in the league. Like, that series should not have gone seven games with the roster that the Bucks had, and it did, and it showed how Giannis... Obviously, we know Giannis is amazing and great, but I think he's just at the next level, like a level we have not seen. And that was awesome to watch. The other thing yeah. is how consistently Jimmy Butler has been able to play. And like, I know, you know, Jimmy playoff time, I get it. He's all about effort and like grind, like hustle and outworking you. Uh, but like, there is no offense. Like you'll see an off night from all the other teams. Like Curry will have a slow, bad shooting night. Clay had a bad shooting night the other night. You know, Tatum has an off night. Jimmy Butler consistently, is proving it again and again. And he's not, like, a, a young dude anymore. Like, he's a seasoned vet. Like, I, I shouldn't be surprised by this. But at his age, uh, he's putting the Heat team on his back. And it's, you know, that's what's going to keep them in the series. So, I've been impressed by that, too. Yeah. No, I'm, I am I would say I'm, I've been very impressed with, especially game one against the Celtics. I did not really see Butler. I didn't see a that. Butler 40 burger. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I like your Giannis point, too. I mean, the Bucks really had no business being in that series, and Giannis basically single-handedly won like three of those games. Yeah. Um, I'm. I, I would say I'll since you did the East, I'll I'll go to the West. I think, um, what's been the most surprising to me, probably, I mean, the Suns collapse was just amazing. Yep. Uh, although I don't know if that was incredibly surprising. I think just the the ability of uh, the Mavs to go five out and just have like, I think that's kind of what the NBA is going to be transitioning to. And I didn't really see that fully coming. Is that like these teams are just going to go five out. They're going to, they're going to have guys like Brunson and Luca and Dinwiddie who will just get into the paint. There's yeah. no help. And if they're, if help comes, they'll kick it out and shoot open threes. Uh, so I feel like the NBA is going to transition to that. The Celtics are doing that a lot. The Bucks kind of do it, but they have Giannis. Um, yeah, they also don't have the the roster necessarily play like that. But then they don't need to when they're when they're healthy. Yeah, but I think that it's just so hard to defend when you when you have that. It's just, if you can hold up on defense like Celtics can when they go Horford, Williams, Tatum, Brown, and Smart. Like yep. there's no one to, there's no one to go at on defense, and it's just it's you might not have the most talented team necessarily, but you have the best, the, the team that's basically plays the most efficient way. 
Uh, and so I think that's been huge. I think that that's going to probably help Celtics maybe win a championship uh, or at least get there. Uh, same with the Mavs getting farther than I think they should have. Um, so, yeah, NBA playoffs, man, it's, it's, it's been awesome. It's been a great run. One last thing on the NBA, and then we'll maybe get into some golf and sign off. Is I think I'm kind of out on Adam Silver. I think Adam Silver. Is yeah, you were telling me about that, but I I disagreed. But give dude. the give the people your take on this. So Adam Silver, like, dude, it's first of all, <laughs> the regular season and the playoffs are completely different games, and they're ref completely differently. Like fouls in the regular season are not foul, the same plays are often not fouls in the playoffs. So that pisses me off because no one knows what's going on. And then that just also plays into the whole flopping thing. Like I don't fault the yeah. players for flopping. I fault Adam Silver for not creating rules that are like, if you blatantly flop, yeah, like that should you're be. You're not anti-Silver, you're anti-flop, which are two different arguments. And this is what we were talking no, about. No, but it's not, it's saying... not just the flop. It's not just okay. the flop. That's, that's one part of it. Another part is why is the first round well, okay? Why are they playing eighty-two games for like NBA games? Okay, like, that's also not turn, silver, but okay. If you if you if you turn it on to an NBA game in the regular season, yeah, the odds are that that one of the two teams is probably not going to be caring about the game, if not both. Of Correct. Yeah. So I don't know why the, the regular season is eighty-two games. The guys are getting hurt, like. You have Middleton, who's injured. Kyle Lowry's injured. Like Horford. Yeah, and the season should Smart. be like 70, 70, 65 games. I'm with you on that. But it's yeah, not a silver it's, problem. It's an owner problem like, and, and revenue and problem. And B got hurt. Like Steph was hurt right before the playoffs started. Clay was out two years. Yeah. Like CP got hurt in the playoffs. Jaw is hurt. Like Luca was hurt to start the playoffs. It's just like. <laughs> the the season's too long. Like you can't, like you can't be having this many star players, Middleton. Like you, yeah, it's just, it's just, you're playing too many games. You're selling yourself out and you're ruining the product. And then on top of that, I don't know why the first round is seven games. Everyone knows who's going to win all those series playing seven games, splitting the series over two weeks. Okay. It's just like, all right, let me go point by point here. Yes. The flops, are ridiculous. I agree. Marcus Smart flops way too much. How, they should legislate it out of the game. I think that's a rules committee thing, not necessarily a silver thing. The next point about the regular season being too long. Yes, I agree with you. 82 games, not needed. 65, 70 games. Agreed. Also, though, that's an ownership vote where they're taking away revenue. How do you make that up? Do you do a midseason, in-season tournament? And to that same point, that's the reason that the uh, playoff round one is seven games instead of five. So... I just—it's I, not so. I, I my argument is, I'd rather have Silver than Goodell and Batman in NHL and Manfred in the in the MLB. Now you can make an argument that Goodell is is great for what he does for the owners, and he is. However, I think as Goodell's a fan, great. <laughs> he rules with no, an iron fist. Well, I'll tell you that much. I have no issue with Goodell. Goodell's like Goodell made the NFL safe. Like you rarely see bad hits. He's done a great job with fantasy and gambling. He's got gotten a bunch of money from that uh the playoffs in nfl is a good number it's always great um i think dude i think people like i was talking to some people and they're saying like well the nfl went to 17 games like why are you getting mad at the nba for playing 82 in the nfl you don't have because every game matters in the nfl 
Yeah, in, yeah. in the NFL, you, you don't have four starting quarterbacks out in in the playoffs. Like, they, like this is a problem in the NBA is that you have way too many guys injured because it's a cumulative effect of playing 82 games, of playing a ton of playoff games. It's like any team that goes deep into the playoffs next year is probably going to have some some injuries. Like, yeah, it's just like like even like for example, like with the Celtics, like. Realistically, I think the first round should be three games. I think the second round should be five games. Dude, no, three games I disagree with because the best of three is, dude, no, no, no. Because, I mean, I've seen teams go down 2-0 and then it's over. Like, uh uh-uh. Three's too little. It's too much of a small sample size. No way. That's like, no, no, no. You got to have five at the the least. We we came into the playoffs. We knew that the the teams who had a chance to win the title were the Bucks, the Celtics, the Nets. Yeah, the Warriors in the Suns, and I like. There's nothing that's there's nothing that's changed my mind about that. And it, having these extra playoffs games is at this like it's hard to watch all the playoff games. Like, yeah, it's hard. It, it, it and as like a Celtics fan or as a Warrior fan, like, like I don't like. I'm worried every game that someone's going to get hurt. Like, if Jalen Brown gets hurt, you guys are screwed. If, I mean, like you did a little for a little bit in the regular season, but yeah, I agree with you. It, it would be great like every year if we had a healthy roster and we had the best teams. And I agree with you, but actually, like just saying that not losing on yeah, the revenue is the toughest I think, part. I think uh, it's like a ma- that. it's a major issue though that needs to be addressed. And I feel like Adam Silver is kind of like it, it's been an issue for years, and Adam Silver is just kind of like throwing it under the rug. And that's that also ties into the whole point about like the regular season not mattering and stuff like, like it's just, it just all goes into the fact that these guys are getting way too taxed in that. But I think it does matter because we've never seen an NBA champion out of the top three seeds. So clearly it does matter. Like look at the nets this year. It matters. It definitely matters playing together as a team, you know, throughout the season, getting that high seed does matter. I agree with you. It doesn't have to be 82 games, but it definitely matters. It's not that no, I think it doesn't matter. It's just it's just that every game is less important than it should be. I think I think it matters, but I also think the Nets were a seven seed because um, KD was hurt for what like twenty games or something. And yeah. why was he hurt? Because he's been playing so many minutes his whole career, and his body is weak. Like you like it shouldn't just be normal for a guy to like miss twenty days with a with a MCL sprain, like. Like he, like these guys are, these guys are getting injured a lot. Like, yeah, it, I understand like a freak accident, but a lot of these injuries are just seem to be like, oh, this guy's hamstring super weak because he's been playing 35 minutes for the last, playing a ton of playoff games and whatnot. So I just think these guys are overworked, but I'm hoping silver finds a way to resolve it. It's, it's going to be, it's going to be issue. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see like the changes they make this off season. Um, yeah, we'll see if they do. I don't think those major changes that you're talking about will come into play. Maybe I hope they do clamp down on the flops, but anyways, let's talk a little PGA and then then get out of here. Yeah. I'm watching it as we speak. Dude, <laughs> the tiger, the tiger obsession. I'm kind of over it. Like it's like, dude, he, it, it's one thing at Augusta, but it, it, like this is the PGA Championship, and they're focusing so much on Tiger. It's like, is he? What is he at right now? Is he? He's so four. No, no, he's yeah. not. Yeah, he's not. Yeah, he's like, dude, he's stop. hurting. I don't know if you saw him limping away yesterday. He's, he's not doing too hot. Yeah, it's like, I don't. He, they need to stop obsessing over him. That's yeah. my first yeah. annoyance. Hey, how uh, about 
How about Rory day one coming out shooting 65? We always talk about he's doing it yeah, on Sunday when it doesn't matter. He didn't want to count it. You love to see it. Now let's see if he can back it up. I would love a little Rory, Justin Thomas uh, showdown yeah. here. That'd be, this that'd is be a great sick. leaderboard. It is. The, our boy uh, Aaron Wise, former duck. Yeah. Hide for, hide for fifth, two under today. I like to see um, Will Zalatoris playing well too. You know, he's yeah. going to get a major win at some point. I think he's he's good enough. He definitely is, and he's been consistent enough. I think he's going to break through. Yeah, he's 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 oh, seems to always be up there. Walking Neiman's another guy like he's, yeah, he's, he's a stud, twenty three years old. Yeah. So I think uh, I think we're going to be in for a good tournament. Shoffley two under, Cam Smith two under, yeah. now one under. Uh, so, I mean, I haven't seen much of it. I'm hoping to tune in, hopefully, on a little tomorrow, a little on uh, a little on Sunday. I'm actually playing uh, playing Harding Park tomorrow, Gary, host of That'll home of the 20, 2020 PGA Championship, yeah. Colin Morikawa. So, uh, see how I, we'll see how it plays out. Yeah, make sure you bring that sharp iron game like he has. Yep, yep. Good. Um, all right. All right, Jerry. Well, it's good talking to you today. Hope you have a good weekend and uh, we'll have to come back on if it's uh, Warriors Celtics finals for a little finals. Preview. We might have to look for some real cheap flights so we can spend on some tickets to those finals game. I'm considering. Yeah, for real. Are yeah. you going to come out for for uh, game three or game one <laughs> Celtics Warriors at Chase Center? It'll be fun. It'll be a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. All right, Jerry. Well, uh, take care and thanks for listening to TV Sports is signing off the mic.